The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Hello, bonjour. Oh, nice yeah. roll there. A little bit of an R roll. Ricky Ricardo over yeah. here. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Freddie Revis. And uh, who are you, sir? Producer Matt Dunks on the keys. Nice. Um, What's up? What's up, man? Uh, if people want to check out this podcast, listen to it, share it, all that stuff, where are they going to find us? I mean, nothing has changed. Dunkspodcast.com. We're yes. on iTunes and Stitcher and uh-huh. Player FM. We're on Instagram if you want to see the the cool artwork. Great, yeah. <laughs> for the art for the art folks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you swing over to Instagram. Uh, we don't have a Pinterest or anything, but uh, That's cool. you know, we're getting there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're on YouTube as well. And uh, if you could subscribe and rate, we'd really like it. Sure. You know, yeah. moves us up. And, 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 and I guess we should tell the folks when we lose a subscriber, you basically have a hysterical fit and cry. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, you know, you don't want me to deal with Matt's like, yeah. you know, raged here. So please don't unsubscribe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't um, do that. You're in for good. Yeah. No one's ever unsubscribed. Matt never cries. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, I started this pot off with some hot lies. Yeah. Geez. Well, it's an emotional time. It's, it's an emotional time. And, uh, I, I think I got some good people in here to we process. Do. Yeah. Let's get them on. Um, it's his first time on the pod. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 awesome. I did uh, NBA TV Canada with him. Um, yeah, he's he's cool. I've, I've been following him on social media for a while. Huge basketball fan. Uh, he's worked for CBC in, in, a, in a variety of capacities. Um, if you're at home, give it up for Kevin Deonorain. I messed it up. You did. It's Sorry. okay. <laughs> it's all right. I could tell I was messing it up as I was saying it. It's okay. Please tell the folks at home how to <laughs> properly pronounce your last name. So it's Derek Dionor. Wait, what did I say? You, you said, said Kevin. Kevin. Oh my god! You know what? <laughs> I take, take oh two. Oh my god! Take two. I thought his name was Derek too, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm Kevin. wrong. No, no, <laughs> you had a Kevin on your mind for, for some reason. It's funny because right before we started this, we were talking about concussions. There you go. So I mean, I feel like that's that's a part of where were, I was. Were you from. watching Home Alone? Before? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Derek Deonore. Somebody get Freddie the smelling salts. <laughs> yeah. Um, how you doing, man? Thanks for doing I'm, the pod. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around after being, you know, massively disrespected. <laughs> <laughs> Off the jump. Um, random names. Okay, let's uh, let's let's bring on guest number two. Um, he's been on the pod a million times. Uh, he plays back to the basket very well. I don't know if he can palm a ball, but I hope that he can. Uh Again, I don't know if he's still uh, selling <laughs> headphones, but if he is, they're good headphones, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, give it up at home for Ian Gordon. Oh, man. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, nice. buddy. I'm excited. Lots to talk about. I do love that intro. It is good. <laughs> That's a great intro. Imagine, oh, yeah. yeah, you would have to listen. That's stuff they play in CIA torture. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. Yeah, just when you go to sleep, yeah. that pops the light, back on lights again. on, and then that full blast. <laughs> lights really. on, and a bunch of yeah. I'll people. tell you what you want to know. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people coming in, like looking like it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, oh, the, I, oh, I'm done. That's too specific. That freaked me oh, out, man. man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maddie, did you want to? Uh, 
yeah, there's something I'd like to say. I've, you know, I, before we get into the Raptors segment, uh, you know, as, as you know, I got all the sound bites and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what some people don't know is that I actually have a sinkhole in our backyard. Okay, I didn't know that. You, you didn't know that? Uh, no. Okay, well, you check it out after the pod. It's sure. Pretty dangerous. <laughs> okay. Uh, the you know the new owners of the house obviously need to take care of it. There is a river apparently that flows underneath our property. There's a whole reason I'm telling you all this. Okay. It's like a Joni Mitchell song. I yeah. know. <laughs> we got to fill up the sinkhole. So. We do have some, uh, you know, I have some sound bites that I've been playing over the year that we got to say goodbye to. So okay, yeah, I'm ready to throw them in the sink. Is this hole. like an in memoriam of some of our essentially? Sound bites? Yeah, there's oh, wow. a, there's a couple okay. I got to toss in there. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> well, let's let's just let's, let's just throw them in. Sure. I'm a fun guy. I'm a fun guy. I'm a fun guy. Oh fun wow. Guy. This is already too emotional. Man. Okay, got another one. Let's get rid of that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of this. Oh. <laughs> so good, though. So good, yeah. I think maybe we should keep you know some what? of these. Sorry. That's great. We really can't keep this one either. We'll just throw it in with it, too. I mean, they're not an up-and-coming team. They're here. They're here. I mean, they're here. Oh. Holy shit. We're the champs. This is, this is <laughs> painful, really man. Have to get rid We're of the them. the champs. Okay. This is the start of our new era. Yeah, okay, yeah. But well, you know you know what? Stinger isn't going to get old. You ready for this? There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. We the North are now we the champions. Oh, yeah. The Raptors, <laughs> the 2019 NBA champs. Whoa, Matt's feeling go. it, everybody. Ooh. Don't Jeez. you forget. Jeez. Don't you forget. It's on paper. Matt just hit that sting and like walked out of his own house and is now living in that sinkhole. Yeah, he's in the sinkhole. <laughs> Listen, that, that, that sinkhole is going to be charged you rent. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that could be an Airbnb. Hey, that sinkhole's that's got a, a washer sink, and a dryer that's it's 17 not a sinkhole. It's a basement apartment. There you go. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a basement den. den. Yeah. yeah. We, we got some entrepreneurial. 1650 uh, a month. Thoughts yep. coming down. Yep. To live in um, a sinkhole next to a possum. <laughs> Sorry. I'm into it. Yeah, possums, possums are possums are weird if you see them up close though. Their oh, yeah, faces gross. are I bit. feel like that's the next wave. Like we've got raccoons, but possums are like the next thing that Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Oh. oh thanks. Hello. Okay. Take care. Good night. <laughs> let's uh let's get to the big news. Um, you know, Matt obviously set it up. Uh Kawhi has left to the Los Angeles Clippers, not the Lakers. Uh, not the Knicks, not the Nets, not the Raptors, not any other team. He's gone to the Lakers with Paul George. Uh, you know, I guess he was uh, Kaiser Soze all along, um, <laughs> kind of moving in the shadows, uh, talking with Kyrie, apparently, talking with KD, apparently. Um, you know, you never know how how well sourced those things are. But um, I think I'll, I'll, start, I'll start it off by saying that uh, it's important to admit when you're wrong. And I was pretty confident that Kawhi was coming back for a one and one. Um, I thought most rumors about him wanting, you know, to play with other players and having meetings with them. I thought that didn't really go with Kawhi's personality. So I rationalized it that, you know, I thought, mm-hmm. I thought he couldn't leave. I thought he wouldn't leave. I thought even if his eventual goal was to leave, he would run it back. Um, but uh, the NBA is un- unpredictable. I was wrong. Um, so, uh, Derek, let's start with you here. Um, yeah. How how did you find out about, how did you find out about Kawhi leaving? Uh, so actually I, I I was asleep. So I woke up to that news. So 
I, I had stayed up all night, like for several nights, yeah. waiting for the shoe to drop on this to, to find out the information. Because, I mean, as someone who works in media, it's it's frustrating watching other media people in America, in Canada, but not so much here, um, feeding you different variations of whatever yes. their truth is. So it's like... I mean, Chris Carter was all right. He he yeah. was pretty down the line for the Jaylen most part. Jalen Rose had us. Jalen Rose had us. Um, but but and and to their credit, though, I will say this: I would it wouldn't have surprised me if each team was confident that they had a shot and were yeah. feeding information to different reporters at different points in time where they thought they were more likely than the other team. Right. right? And and you got to keep in mind that the information that's being sent to these reporters may not be accurate. Right. Teams leak stuff on purpose. Mm-hmm to either hurt another team's chances or to improve theirs. I feel like especially the big markets, 100%. they try and talk superstars into existence. Yeah. Hayward, AD, we've seen it for a long time. Exactly, now. exactly. So, you know, I, after a long, several long nights of staying up, I was like, you know what? It's 1 a.m. I, I am probably not going to hear any news. I'll probably wake up to something or maybe the next afternoon. And lo and behold, I, I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and boom, there it is on my phone. The notification from Woj, of course, who else would it be? So how, how can I ask how quickly did you go back to sleep? Or were you like, Oh, I got to sit down on my couch in the dark now. And I I sat down for probably a half an hour. Yeah. You had to, right? Only because it's also the Paul George. It's also the Paul George thing. Yeah, Yeah. Which, 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 for many of us felt like it came out of left field, right? Like you're like Paul George. Like I felt like soldier boy. Uh-huh, and I, said, <laughs> I was like, Paul George. Yeah. George. It was like, shocking. Yeah. How? But, but you know what I will say is it was something that we all overlooked, right? We, 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 you hear about guys like Jimmy Butler and, and good wing defenders that are brought onto teams and, we completely overlooked the fact that PG did meet with Kawhi. They did have a conversation back in March. We just didn't think anything of it because we're like, well, he's an OKC. He's got Wait, Russ. yeah, what, what was I don't even remember that. So, so they had a conversation. Paul George mentioned that he spoke with Kawhi, but he didn't say what. Some, a reporter asked him, can you tell us any of the details about what that conversation is? And he said, I can't. It's for you guys oh to find God. out. Yes, I remember that now because I thought it was, oh yeah, I, yeah, again, like I was talking myself into this all year. So I thought that was PG being like, honestly, LA is overrated. Yeah. I signed with OKC. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. And, and, and no one's thinking Kawhi is going to go to OKC. One, because they don't have the cap space. And two, it just like that. Di- I don't know how that dynamic works yeah, out yeah. with the, with Russ PG and, and, mm. and Kawhi, if that were to be. On the table. So we completely overlooked it. And I'm sure OKC fans overlooked it because they thought, they thought, man, they're watching this from the sidelines. Like, oh, thank God that's not our team. Like, we don't have to worry about anything. We're, we're good. Like, we've got our roster. We're going to run it back. They woke up to some stuff. Yes. Yes. Um, I thought I felt bad. And then I saw OKC's fans and I didn't feel so bad after that. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what was your, uh, what was your finding out Kawhi had a. Same. I woke up. Middle of the night. Uh, no, in the morning, in the morning, I am a deep sleeper. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I was out and I woke You're up. You're like, I just wet the yeah. bed. And my, yeah, I wet the bed. I was where I was where my rubber undies. So it wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, as is, you know, standard for the, for bedwetters. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, oh yeah. Worldwide. Yep. B, you know, BWs we know. Um, anyway, so yeah, my girlfriend told me and I was the most surprising thing 
listen, I'm a glass half empty guy. That's how uh-huh. I am. Okay. I went bald at a 18. So I'm <laughs> glass, the world has smoted me. Yeah. Yeah. And so when everyone was like, he's going to stay, I'm like, mm, he said he wasn't going to stay before he was even played a, a bounce the ball once with us. Right. I always felt that he was wanted to play in LA. The fact that we won was a big indicator of him maybe saying, okay, this is going to be good. But it all came casting down when I was reading Facebook comments and everything. Mm-hmm. And actually comic, do you, have you had John Paul on your show before? No, he's, he's funny. He's a super funny guy. Anyway, he, one of his comments on a post that he had wrote was like, you guys don't get it. Him with the Toronto, this and Toronto, that it's breakup sex. And that's when I cleared it, it clicked. I was like, he's right. That's exactly what it is. You think he's going to go to the Sky Dome and be like, oh yeah, my future home, the concrete piece of shit Sky Dome. Here we go. Uh, I don't want to live on the Pacific Ocean. No, that's stupid. I like winter and concrete. Like this was breakup sex. This was him showing love and being like, you guys are great to me. I respect it. I love it. When, the, when he went to the Jays game. Yeah, and it also yeah. gives the fans a chance to show him that love, to, to clap for him. And he can be like, yeah, I'm here. Thank you. And, you know, you, you know, I did what I had to do. That's just my, again, that's the glass half empty take, but that's just how I kind of felt. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I always like, like, you know, as the process kind of like went along, um, and we find out more and more details, I think Toronto was in consideration. Oh, Um, for sure. I think that, uh, the Lakers and the Raptors were used as leverage. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that he was just on another level of planning. Like he was kind of like, okay, if you want me to stay with the Lakers, you know, uh, here's what I'm interested in. They needed Paul George and they couldn't make it happen. Yeah. But But the Lakers didn't even know that though. You can't blame a guy for wanting to go back home to his family. Oh yeah. And I have no qualms with that. It's a bummer that he didn't stay. And that's bummer is like a light word maybe. Yeah. But like (laughs) it, you know, you can't blame him. And he did what he had to do. And the Paul George thing was a shock too. It was, I was really like, that was a crazy like morning of NBA free. The whole thing has been crazy, but that there was insane. I, the that past of, month has been wild. It came out of nowhere for me, the Paul George thing. And um, if, but if you look at it again, if you take a step back, you're like, yeah, wouldn't you like, if I was in the NBA and I was from, you know, Toronto and I knew a guy who was also really good and a defensive wing, one of the best defensive right. defenders in the league, I'd be like, and he's from Toronto. I'd be like, well, we should, totally team up mm-hmm. in Toronto because we know all of our friends are there and all yeah. of our families here and they can come and watch us play. Like when you look at it from their perspective, you're like, okay, this makes sense. But right. see, here's my problem with that though, is that why, if you are OKC, are you doing that deal? Why? Because you have not, you have nothing to gain from doing that deal. I mean, yeah, you got like a record amount of picks, which Mm -hmm. may or may not turn into anything um, if they're conveyed or if they're not, or what the pick swaps are, whatever the case may be. But Paul George has three years left on his contract. It's not like he's got one. It's not like when you go to the trade deadline next season, he's going to be some expiring deal Mm -hmm. that you might be able to move. Or he's already like prior to us knowing that he wanted to trade demand. He's got multiple years on his deal on that roster with that core to play out. Yeah. It isn't, it isn't, you know, like even Anthony Davis, right? Like he had two years. Kyrie had two years on his deal. When, 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 when that trade was made with Boston, LeBron went to management and said, why are you trading Kyrie? He still, he doesn't have a choice. Like 
I know Kyrie threatened I, the whole. I always say this. You know, I'm. Yeah. I'll get. I'll go get knee surgery, and then yeah. you know the universe worked the way that it did, and he ended up getting that knee surgery anyways after Boston. But you didn't need to make that deal. You didn't have to. They had time to work with. They didn't have to agree mm-hmm. to whatever Paul George's trades demand were, which leads me to believe that OKC believed and Sam Presti believed that they weren't going to win with that team. Not with Paul George, yeah, not see, with Russell Westbrook, I think that's not the with Stephen Adams. And so they agreed to do that deal regardless of whatever the trade demand was because they knew deep down they weren't going to win a championship. Which is also fascinating to me, like with with the you know, the falling of the of the giant uh, Golden State. Mm. Why any team with two superstars would assume that they could not win, I find a bit perplexing. I think it also had something to do with the luxury tax because I had heard rumors earlier that they were going to trade Stephen Adams or looking for a trade partner for Stephen Adams just to save money because it's it's it gets extra punitive. The, the 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 luxury tax penalty each year. Yeah. So I think I think OKC was headed towards their third year into the luxury yeah. tax. Um, so you know they also have the the Harden trade way back when, which is essentially like a cost saving move that kind of ignited this whole process of them slowly losing star after star after star. To Kevin's point, if you think if you're pressing <laughs> and you think you can't win. Um, then, and if you know that if you don't trade him now, you're going to have a big fish who's disgruntled mm-hmm. and you have another guy, Westbrook, who can not feed off negative energy very well. Uh, and that's all a locker room killer. Um, get rid of him right now. Like, don't let, right. it, don't let, if you've decided it's a toxic situation, don't let situation. sour, sour stuff, get into your locker room, move on. If you can't, if you can't deal any other way, do it now, cut, take the bandaid off, get the players you can get. And they didn't get bad players, but those picks, man, like if they, if they, Presti's a pretty crafty GM. So for him getting all those picks, it's not awful, it's especially if he's thinking, well, there's no way I can win with this team. Yeah. yeah do it. I, I mean, well, right. it, I yeah, right. I mean, it, it's, it's not awful in the sense that like, if you are going into rebuild mode, mm-hmm. um, then sure. Yeah. I, I want as many young picks as I possibly can, as many young assets as I can possibly attain for whoever I'm trading at all, because at least it's giving me a, a quicker chance to do a reset. But I don't think Sam Presti is actually that good of a general manager. Like he kind of lucked into some of these picks. He's bold. He's bold. He's made some good picks over he, the years. He has. And he also at, has gotten lucky. Yes. Sometimes which, which, as well. which, you need both. You yeah. need to be good and you need to be lucky. I thought the Paul George trade and re-signing was pretty impressive. It, it was considering what he was able to move for it. And I give him full credit for that. But how you have a young core of Serge Ibaka, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, even Jeff Green at the time. Mm -hmm. You have a championship roster. You have a championship roster with good veterans. You went to the NBA Finals. You just ran into a monster in LeBron and the Miami Heat with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Why break that up just to save a couple million dollars? It would have made more sense. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you didn't know that James Harden was going to be mm-hmm. what he is. But all the stats said that he was going to be yeah. this. So it's like if you have a good analytics team, a good department on your squad, and you trust their opinions, as a general manager, I think you have to have a little bit of foresight, a little bit of good people on your team to kind of tell you where you're going wrong. And I feel like Sam Presti at every turn, with the exception of the PG trade has gone wrong. <laughs> he He's a, he, he's kind of like a bit impatient 
Um, which is like, it's kind of going to bleed into my next question about like when to be patient, when to be impatient. Um, but yeah, the, the, the hardened trade will always go down for me anyways, as a time where you were kind of like too high on your own, like supply kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you, and you basically, and you basically underestimated you know, something that was so valuable to the history of your franchise. And I think, you know, I think Harden and, and Presti, they, you know, it was only like something like six, two, two million. Six, oh, it was two, two million. I was going to say it was it. like $6 million was like the difference between what they wanted. And I'm yeah. like, wow. You could argue that team never would have got it done anyway, though, with those three guys. Because Perhaps, maybe yeah. maybe yeah. James wouldn't have blossomed if he was on that team, right. et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, that's and true. And you could tell by the end of it that Russell and Durant already didn't really like playing with one another. I, I, I when do you lose 3-1 th to the Golden State Warriors at the end and that's how it all ends, you should never lose. Like, that shouldn't happen, especially with those two guys playing that way. It comes down to chemistry. I don't know. It's, and also, weird, it's weird. Basketball's insane like it, that. If yeah. you're a small market, though, and, and, and you're trying to grow, mm -hmm. you really have to be prepared to pay your yeah. guys. Yeah. I'm looking at that Brogdon Milwaukee scenario this mm -hmm. summer. And I'm like, they better hope that they are still, that they don't take too much of a hit yeah, man. replacing Brogdon with George Hill. Well, they will take a I hit mean, there. I like Indiana too. Like when, when mm -hmm. Giannis is up, you don't want him referencing. Like, I remember that time you saved money when yeah. we could have won a championship. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, that's pretty great that you saved some money, but anyways, I'm leaving. You know, you, you don't want, you don't want to set any of those things up in the wrong way. And I think the Harden thing, you know, that also, I think was a part of them losing Durant. Um, I mean, yeah, they were, but when that happened, it was kind of all written, in the, written in the stars. And then, and then you lose like that to golden state. You never thought he was going to go to golden state, but like yeah. you, that you can read it on these guys, him and Russ at the end, they were like, they were just not, they didn't work well. They were a bit of uh, oil and water at the end of it. Yeah. Seemingly it's such, such a shame because they're amazing players, but like you just, you wonder if they could have ever gotten it done. Well, and that's the thing with Russ, right? Like people mm -hmm. love Russ. They love him. Russ as the guy. People hate him. Russ too, as, yeah. Ru people hate him for sure. Yeah. Kevin they're, Durant they're, probably yeah. hates him when he's taking 40 foot three well, pointers and, and that's, with nobody under the basket. And that's the thing, right? People <laughs> yeah. love Russ. They love his energy. They love what he brings to the game. They love his passion and his competitive drive, but they don't love him as a player. You love the traits that he brings. Yeah. You don't necessarily love his skill set. You don't necessarily love his leadership or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Decision-making is poor when it counts. But ask anybody in the league, and they'll tell you that's my guy. Totally. I rep Russ all the day, oh, every day. Like Jalen Rose tweeted that he didn't want to hear any slander about uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George retweeted it and was like, we're not trying to hear any of that. Same thing with That's KD, fair. which is fair, but it's like, then why did you choose Kawhi over him? Totally. Why did you do that to Russ? Cause that's a pretty deadly blow to Russ. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to that kind it's of a like, business. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that maneuvering stuff too, because yeah. I think a big kind of like, you know, subplot of this whole thing was to me, it's pretty clear that Kawhi, as much as you know, he's trying to ensure a long-term good scenario for himself was ensuring the worst type of scenario for LeBron. I think like, I, I'm not saying they hate each other or whatever. I think it was just competitive. I think he was like, you represent one of my biggest threats period. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make sure that you are not in a great situation. Well, because in particular, he knew he was going to have to pick one of the other LA teams. He's going to want his in city counterpart to not 
be good. Exactly. And but um, they they the Lakers actually they <laughs> they did all right. I think they did too actually. But okay, so um let me just say my Kawhi experience, Matt, 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 I want to hear yours, is, is, <laughs> is very similar to, to both of yours. It's kind of like a combo. So mm-hmm. I woke up at 7 a.m. Hmm. Uh, and my wife, Caleb, was up already. And she was like, kind of like sitting up in bed. And, and um, as soon as she could tell, I was like a fraction kind of like waking up. She just goes like, oh, no. <laughs> and then, but it was the type of oh no where I'm like, what happened? Like, yeah. like something bad thing. happened. Did someone die? Like, yeah, no, yeah. it was the type of oh no where I'm like, oh, a no. she's not joking. B yeah. she's upset. <laughs> C she has is gonna tell me something real right now. And then she's like, Kawhi's going to the Clippers. That's shocking. And then I literally just like put my head back down on my pillow and like looked up at the ceiling. <laughs> so I really did do this. And her like the next thing she said was, Freddie, are you okay? And uh, I responded, yeah, yeah, I'm actually pretty good. Um, and I feel like I've been riding that ever since. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just so pro player power that yeah, there's no ounce of me that no. is upset with Kawhi. Oh, no, no. Um, I think it's pretty obvious to say I would have preferred him to stay. Um, I'm also so confident in Masai and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so happy with the champions that are on our team. The guys we picked up, too. Yeah, and we're, 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 that's that's right where we're headed, actually. So I, mm. I, I think for me, there's just so much positivity yeah. with all of this that the 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 blow of Kawhi leaving is not as devastating. It helps that we're the NBA champions. It's yes. like if you drop a cake on the floor and you're like, ah, shit, and you turn around and you have another cake. You're like, well, I'll just eat the other cake. I love yeah. your, like, <laughs> juggling cakes analogy. Yeah. Well, I had two cakes, and I only have one cake. <laughs> Wait, that's so, still pretty good. That's so, a good analogy, though. Matt, what, what's, your, uh, what's your, do, do you have a Kawhi moment? Yeah, I do. Have, I have a quiet moment. Um, like before I talk about finding out, I'll just say that the entire year with Kawhi and the team, it he watching him, and I know it's a bit of his personality, but it felt like when I was in grade eight and when I was on the Quebec trip. If you're from Ontario, the Quebec trip. <laughs> hey, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In grade eight, uh, and my girlfriend. Uh, was going to dump me on this Quebec trip. And I could just tell like the whole week, something was, she's acting yeah. weird. Couldn't really make good eye contact. Yeah, and stuff do we like live this. the same lives? Cause that happened <laughs> that to me. Happen? Did you get dumped on the, on the Quebec on trip? The Quebec oh trip, my God. Oh my God. This is great. Yeah. I got dumped <laughs> at the sugar shack. And uh, I got, I got dumped at the hotel. So. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, mine was a very public thing. It was very weird. Uh, but that's, yeah, for quiet, it's just, oh, it felt like that all year. It just felt like he was ready to break up this from day one. I mean, but yeah, um, uh, for me finding out, yeah, like I was heavy on Twitter and then I finally went to sleep and I can't believe it broke at 4am. I was like, Oh my God. Uh, just kind of, yeah, I don't know. It makes you, you know what? We did just win a championship and I don't want to fall back in that old Toronto sport mentality of like, Oh, that's what it's like in Toronto. You know, like we never, you know, I keep saying, I feel like the the this media battle, this whole search, it's been like American exceptionalism oh, yeah. this, versus Canadian like inf- inferiority complex, yeah. and they both lost. You know yeah. this whole that's you know? what it's like in Toronto thing for me is really put to rest at least for a little bit. Yeah, because if it if that's what it's like in Toronto, that shot bounces one, two, three, four times out of the net. Exactly. That's not what it's like in Toronto for that shot to go in. That no, whole, that's what it's like that. in Toronto is yeah. dead. Give me, that's dead till at least 2021. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, to when, for one when, year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when, when, when that shot went down, like I, I, I remember tweeting 
this feels like destiny. Like the yes, way that that game was lining up, the the team that we were playing, Remarkable the situation shot. that we were in, the fact that it came down to the last shot off of a, like a fall away jumper in the corner, driving right. Like it just, it felt like the like everything that Vince couldn't mm-hmm. do Kawhi did. Yeah, it was a corner shot too. And now I it's going to happen next they year. They played the shots be, back or side by yeah, side which, too and you're like, oh my God. Which which is why I was like, all we need to do is is, is run it back and have a, a Lakers-Raptors final and we beat LeBron and we yep. exercise all of our demons. Yep. It, but unfortunately it didn't work that Same way. thing's going to happen, <laughs> but instead of Kawhi shooting that, it's going to be Patrick McCaw. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Three-time okay. champ. Yeah. Um, Three-peat. Three-peat McCaw. Yeah. I'm going to start with you on this one. So... Um, Masai's next press conference, right? Mm-hmm. It's coming up. I don't yes. know when, but he's he's got a he's got to kind of like feel the mood. You know, I don't think he's coming in and saying we're going to do a culture reset or um, I think Kawhi's going to like it here. Uh, I think there's a new message of some sort. Yes. Um, what do you not not want that message to be? But like, what do you think the plan is right um, now? What do you think Masai, like, what, what is he going to put out into the world? I think he'll be really, like, you know, intelligently stoic. Uh, he, he's going he's gonna to actually, he'll thank everyone. He'll do a great mm-hmm. s- speech thanking Kawhi, thanking Danny, everybody. Right. And, and when he starts to drop hints, is yeah, he going to be I think, like... Well, I think, he'll, I think he'll spend a lot of time um, looking at what next season will be. I think he'll spend a lot of time emboldening his championship roster that he still has. Right. And instilling confidence in the fact that to, to the media, to himself, to the team, that to the coaching staff, that they're the champions. They still ha- have that attitude. They have a really great young team. Mm-hmm. We've got cap space coming up for, for ourselves. If you look at that, now that Lowry's a champion, if you look at that three-year, 33 million, doesn't look so bad, especially this offseason, how the contracts went. So he's done a good job. He's obviously he deserves to feel good about everything. And so does the city. And so does the team. But I think that he will be like, he's, he wants to win this guy. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be, he's going to focus on instilling confidence in his roster because that's, that's what they need. They need people all around them to say, no, no, no. You know, you lost, you lost Kawhi, you lost Danny, but you have everybody here is an NBA champion. We just signed three, you know, good defensive players, we we the Eastern Conference in particular didn't you know there's nobody in the Eastern Conference that took a leap and bound. I, he won't say that, but I think that he will instill that confidence. That's really what I think. Right. He's so it's kind of like a, a like a patience reminder, a yep. calm reminder, yep, calm. and, a, and yeah. a keep your chin up reminder. Oh yeah, keep your chin. This is not. And again, this is a this is a a league that this happens in. So. Um, wait, wait, I'm, I'm going to jump to you, uh, mm-hmm. on, on, on this one, Derek, but do you think this it, it like, Hey, do you agree with Ian? Do you think he's trying to instill calm Masai, or is there going to be some, like, I am disappointed stuff? I think the initial reaction is of course that he's disappointed because, you know, we were all kind of disappointed. Yeah. Right. Like, it, like it's it, right he, to be disappointed. It, it, it makes sense. It's logical. It's rational. Um, you know, it, it, it's the natural step to, to go towards, right? You, you put everything, literally everything into making this work. Yes. He is on the hot seat. He asked to be on the hot seat. He said, this is what he lived for. He lived for the off seasons when he could actually make changes and make fixes because that's when he could actually control things. Yeah. He can't play on the court. He can't make those shots go in. 
but he can manage the team. He can get the right guys in. He can bring the right coaching in. And that's what he did. He did all of that. He did everything right. Yeah. And we won. We won. And and so to to lose, you know, a key component of that team sucks. And and also Danny Green too. That that sucks too cuz he he deserves some credit as well. But um I think more so than calm uh, which, which I think he kind of already does. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's yeah, more I guess so, he's kind of like naturally yeah, calm and charming. Yeah, but. It, it, I would say it's confidence. Like I, I was at the media conference with with Masai for his his exit interview. Um, and is that is that the one that was like just under an hour? Yeah, that he yeah. brought the trophy out. And, right, right, right. And, uh, it was cool. It, it, it was it was just amazing. To all the see. global stuff, all the Africa stuff. Yeah. I was so like, man, we do have this potential. Well, and, 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 and no, no, go ahead. That's a great point. Well, and, and that's leading to one of the points I want to make. But I, I think that that confidence for for a guy to, you know, we talk about the Toronto inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. He is someone who never believed that. No. He's not yeah. even from here. He laughs that off, which he, is great. He does not believe that in any shape or form or any fiber of his being yeah. at all. And to have someone who is so unwavering in their love for this city, in their love for this country, yeah. in their love for this fan base and team to say, you know what? We will win here. And then actually have it happen I know. in that year. I still remember his first time. It's, it's like, I, I want to win in Toronto. How yeah. many times has he said yeah. that? And, 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 and you all kind of believe it, or you believe that he believes it. Yeah, you believe that he believes it, but you don't believe it yourself, yes. right? Like, yes. And I'm sure there were tons of fans on this run where we were like, oh man, we're down 2-0. Oh, we're down 2-1. Like, this is it. Like, in true Toronto fashion, maybe we'll make a run. Maybe we'll make it to a game seven, and then we'll choke. And we'll yeah. lose in game seven, or we'll lose in this. And, you know, because that's just the way that it goes for us and i think it's confidence right like mm-hmm. and, and just to add to your point um about what he'll what i think he'll say um at his next conference um i think i think you know someone on the on the raptors subreddit uh hit it right on the head um i can't remember who posted it it was probably the other day um and uh you know i, I know that there's some little beef between the raptors subreddit and the real gm Ooh, okay I like but it. uh <laughs> you know shout out to both of those forums yeah. shout out uh, to chat room beefs yeah um <laughs> but uh he, you know the, the sentiment was thank you Kawhi, but also you're welcome right yes yes I read which that. which i think is extremely accurate and, and mm-hmm. Masai, it is something that i think Masai would say because one he's not the type of guy to to hold back i think he's he's very obviously um you know pointed in the things that he says and and plays all of his cards very close to his chest but i think he's also very direct in the sense that you know if he feels something he'll say it yeah. if if he feels like you know we we took a chance on him you know when when other teams on the league didn't want to offer the packages that we were offering didn't want to give up their guy that's a good Kawhi, that's a good way to say it too you know like we we went and got the guy yeah so. like we we had faith in you even when you were unhealthy. Yeah. We had faith in yeah. you, in your skills, in your talent, in your potential, and what this could be. And I think... And we you, put you in a, in, in a position, position to win. That, yeah. And, and more so than that, we got you healthy. Yeah. Right? Like, never, like the one thing that, that like I think people often tend to overlook in this situation is health. Right? Like, if you don't have your health in this league, you can't be anything. Yeah. Ask Derrick Rose what he's doing. Yeah. Ask Jabari Parker what he's up to. 
right? All he actually those, just signed a two-year contract. Yeah, I know. He just signed. Hawks, I was pretty happy which, for him. Which is, I'm happy yeah. for him. But he's not what we thought he could be. No. When he God. was coming into the league, it was him everyone was like, it's him or Wiggins because Embiid has the, the injuries. Grant Hill uh, comparison. Exactly. Right? Like, it, like, well, now he is. But coming in, people thought oh, he yeah. was going yeah, to be yeah. Carmelo. Yeah, he was amazing. But a he better was, Carmelo. Amazing mm-hmm. You know? And, and now look. So I think, you know, for, for us to take a chance on somebody who people, you know, looked at as damaged goods, right? His reputation took a hit. Yeah. This could have easily gone the Isaiah Thomas way. Right. But it didn't, you know? And so I think, yeah, you're, you're welcome, Kawhi. Thank you for yeah. everything. We, we do not take it for granted. You do not owe us anything. But also, just remember that, like, we helped to make this happen as well. I'm actually glad you brought that up because, like, I, I don't even have it as a question here because I think it's such a, like, garbage narrative. But this, like, um, Kawhi carried us to a championship thing. Mm-hmm really bothers me. Well, it's a team game, man. Well, Because it's like he obviously was a superstar. He obviously was the best player in the playoffs. He obviously was our best player. Um, He obviously struggled less than any other player on the team. just something Skip Bayless would say. But but pretending (laughs) FVV didn't shut down Steph, pretending Pascal didn't score the winning bucket to win a championship and drop 30 in in game one and 26 in the closing game and and that Kawhi could barely run around in the the finals. Lowry had 30 seven there so yeah like, like just you know, like that all, to me is a total pretty. discounting of even danny green and, and marcus and abaca and norm and yeah, and, and, and the, the oh, eight definitely. people who are key ingredients here yes Kawhi was the biggest ingredient and i think he's no the best one, player on the team he brought us yeah. over the hump for sure no one would argue that but i, I really don't like the idea of of like like he brought like like he lebron james did because he didn't if you say that like, and you believe it like it's just not true you just yeah. you didn't watch oh, wait so okay okay uh, uh just just before we uh, move on i want to hit you guys both with this ian, yeah. ian i'm gonna go uh okay i'm gonna go to you first um do you think Masai goes as far as shutting down rumors about us uh trading our expiring champions so like Ibaka, huge contract, uh, but one year, obviously. Yeah, I think he will. Lowry, do, do you think Masai is going to, even if he's like, ah, what if, you know, if it's really bad around the trade deadline, I will trade the these guys. The thing is, Masai but, is not a, he doesn't, sorry, just, go ahead. Uh, no, just out of respect and and to give these guys their due and to kind of like, yeah, like it, basically to the chin up idea. Mm-hmm. Or do you think he's going to be like, hey, all options are on the table? No, I don't thing. think he will say that. I mean, he he would maybe believe it, but he doesn't need, he doesn't need to say that. They The Raptors are not in a position where we lost Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, but we're still, in my opinion, a top four seed in the East because we have championship swagger. Pascal Siakam is great. OG is great. Fred's great. Kyle's great. We have a good team. And the East didn't get that much stronger. I think, again, he needs to embolden confidence. And I also think he's not a guy that, obviously, you dwell on the past and good things, championships, but mm-hmm. he's a he's a very much what's the next rung in the ladder guy. Yeah. Let's go. So he'll I think he'll address some of that stuff maybe initially the Kawhi stuff, but he's not going to, he'll, he'll, he'll deflect a lot of those questions because he's not, if what, why would I answer a question about Kawhi and what he's doing? If he's not on my team anymore, mm-hmm. I have a locker room full of guys who are all champions who I who I should be focused on. And I think Masai has also proven he doesn't really operate from a place of weakness. No, no, no. So he's, I don't think he's going to be like, Oh, what am no, I going to do? He'll, like, he'll, I think he's like, yeah, we're making a plan. I'm going to evaluate all the players. He also knows and, that, that the media is going to be, chomping for those questions. Yes. That's the, those are the, what do you think about Kawhi? What do you think about Kawhi? 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 He's not, he's, he knows the, that's the, coming. The amount of Trey Lowry stuff I've already seen is, is like, you know, he like from, from Canadian, from Canadian kind of like, uh, 
publications has surprised me a bit because I definitely expect it from the, from the like American pundits. I feel like they're in, in their mind. It's like Kawhi won this championship by himself. Mm-hmm. Then he left and every single person who has any value whatsoever is going to be traded from Toronto. Well, I think having, having Lowry there is, is still great for the team. And, you know, and, and Fred is a similar player in terms of characteristics. They're both gritty. They're both, they're both selfless. They both want to win. And for Fred to come off the bench and, and, or start, depending on what Nick does, like that's good for Fred Van Vliet. And if Fred Van Vliet can be our starting point guard at the age of 26, 27, that's great. So yeah. there's no rush for him just because we have a good backup point guard doesn't mean you get rid of your championship starting right. point guard who's getting paid 33 million mil a year. How many more years does he have? Is this the last year on the yeah. deal? Let him play out. What you know, and then if he signs somewhere else, he signs somewhere else. Why would you you don't need to trade him? What you're going to get for him isn't going to be worth unless you get something that's really good. It's yeah. just not that's, worth it. That's kind of where I am. Sense. At. Are you are you there as well? Derek? Yeah. Uh, I mean to Are to you like be opportunistic? I, I'm fair. I'm of I'm That's of fair. I'm of both minds, right? Like I I think, you know, I'm totally okay if we you know play out the year and and run it back even without Kawhi and without Danny and see how things go, mm-hmm. right? Are we going to be a, a number one seed? Probably not. Uh, do we have? Do I like our chances in the playoffs though? Yeah, yeah. As currently constructed with this team, I mean, we have good the, playoff players. We, we like, have yeah, good. Man. We have good playoff players. We've got good veterans. We've got good young guys coming in, and with all the signings that they've made, one of those guys is going to stick. Okay, let's let's we match well, up well with the teams in the East. Unless, unless so, you guys have anything yeah. else, let's, well, okay, let's sorry, stick sorry, with sorry, you. Okay, oh, sorry, I was going to so, talk so about before, the signings. So before we go to the signings, I, I will say this. I think uh, just to get back to my point about being of two minds in this situation, right. Yes, there is an opportunity here in the sense that Masai is a very shrewd operator. It would not surprise me at all if he doesn't say anything and then all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden we have Brad Jan- Jan- No, yeah. huh, I wish. Uh, no, and then January 1st comes and he's like, you know what? I've evaluated enough of this team. It doesn't make sense to keep this roster the way that it is. We're not going to compete right. for a championship, right? Like I think that that would no one would blame him if that was the case. If you go, if you run up to January or to like mid January and you see that we're like barely above five hundred, mm-hmm. and it isn't because we've had a tough schedule or whatever the case right. may be, but simply just because like you know the guys are another year older, the veterans aren't what they were, and they they aren't giving it as. I don't want to say giving it their all, but they're not approaching the game or this season with as much vigor as they would if they were on a contending team, right? which is, you know, Marcus all in, in Memphis, then yeah, make the moves. It's okay. It's okay. If those mm-hmm. guys say, you know what? We had a great run here and I appreciate everything that you've done for me yeah. and this fan base. But I think I also still want to compete for another shot at a championship or a couple more shots at it. Right. Like Serge saying, Boss man, we could run it back two more times. Yes. I think we could get two more. Like that, that to me makes it sound like he still wants to go after championships, right? Like maybe Mark, not so much because of how old he is. Like that's why he opted in because no one's going to give him that money. Right. But, you know, same thing with Kyle. Like you could send him home to Philly. It would work, right? You could right. send him to Miami. It would work. Right. It's, it's, I mean, that's a friendlier deal than any Westbrook deal that would go yeah, be yeah, in yeah. Miami anyways. Totally. Right. And he's friends with Jimmy. So it works. Like there are opportunities to make moves if you need to get young, if you need to get picks, if you need to get assets. But the smart thing that Masai did was he had two teams on one. Right. He had a team, yeah. young that could development be team, yep. Ready to rebuild. 
and a team that was also ready to compete. Mm-hmm. So flipping flipping it either way from a contending team in the playoffs to a team that has to rebuild, we're fine. Yeah. We're totally. okay. Like I would much rather be in our shoes than the Phoenix Suns. Oh my god. You know? <laughs> oh my god. Like like yeah. I would I would That's because you're like a hardcore long term Raptors fan. No, well, it's the newest fans who are like, blow it up. Yeah, it's like like, like you I don't understand. excited to like pop my bed suit. Like, you know, like Yeah, it like, could be so much worse you don't even get it. You yeah. have to look at yeah. your competition as well. Who are you yeah. playing against? Yeah, who we're in the go- East. Who are you going to potentially face up in the playoffs? Yeah. Like if you're looking at it again, being a pragmatic individual, he will make changes if he sees fit. But again, if you look at our competition in the east, you know, I, I, yeah, we're, the, we're 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 okay. Yeah, we're okay. The, yeah, the east to me intense. got the east to me got scary. worse, right? Like obviously Kawhi left, but even still, like uh, Kyrie Russell also left. Yeah, well, Kevin well, Durant's not playing yeah, this year. Yeah. Put it that way. Katie's not playing. If Katie was playing, then it would be a different story. Kyrie has shown that he cannot lead a team, right? Yeah. Um, and and even when he does, they play better with him off the court, which is crazy because mm-hmm. he's such a, a phenomenal player. I think he, he's just the type of player, in my opinion, I've always feel like... Uh, He'll play better in, in Kyrie's Brooklyn. a pretend superstar. He's a star that isn't a superstar. No, I think I, I still think he's a superstar. I wouldn't discredit but, him. Like, but he can't play D, and he's not a good passer. Like... Like that's my thing with him is that like or I guess he did I think play I think some, I think I think he he's some okay. I think, with I think he is a superstar. He's just not a great leader, right? And yeah. that, and there's a distinction between that. Like I think Kemba Walker is not nearly as talented as Kyrie Irving is. However, I think he's a better leader, right? And he's better probably like point guard yes. about like getting guys involved yes. and that sort of thing. Exactly. But Boston's not really gonna do anything. Like Hayward's yeah. gonna be a year better, which and healthier, which is gonna be good for them. We don't know what Tatum and Jalen Brown depends are going to bring. On right? I think Brown and Tatum. I always bash Boston, but I actually think they're in in a situation that's good long term for developing Brown and Tatum. Bro, they got Taco and, Fall. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> no. And but the thing is, you can stand a duck. If if you're starting Anis Cantor, you, you're 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 topping out at 500. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you can't start Ennis Cantor and be like a winning team. I think that's you're you're in a tough spot. Yeah, the bigs are Hayward and Cantor. Yeah, I just, no, that's, they're, they're that's yeah they're, terrible. Yeah, like, like and 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 I love Philly, Philly to me, I think didn't get better. Like you lose your scoring, which was already kind of an issue. You lose Butler, you lose Reddick, you replace that with Horford. Like, are we assuming that Ben Simmons is going to miraculously get a jump shot in three or four months? See, I actually love Philly because I think they're Red- going to be great Reddick, defensively. Reddick's like you're, you're like you now don't have to put that bad defender out there, and I think too much was made of like, I mean, you know, this is a weird reference, but Bill Simmons kind of like like went at. In, in his big book of basketball thing, um, the legend of Reggie Miller and how much work it takes to set all those screens constantly for someone mm. and how taxing and inefficient it actually is. Unless and, you're Golden State. Unless you're Golden State and you <laughs> well, have and like- Steph, the greatest shooter of all well, time and, and like the second greatest well, that's shooter the thing, of all time. Because they're, yeah, it's not all work for one guy. Yeah. Whereas like, that's not really how Richardson rolls. Yeah. And I, I, I also, you know, I'll cop to it. I'm like, so I've always been such a like, Al Horford guy. I just think he does things that equate to winning. No, he he's all a, he's the a, time. He's a solid player. Like to me, he's a more athletic Mark Gasol, but a little bit shorter. Yeah, like not as great of a passer. No, yeah, but he's like Millsap, of, Horford, like, Gasol. Like he's of guy. that ilk, right? Yes. Like he has that quality to his game, and you could see it even back when he was, you know, in Florida with the Gators playing with Joe Kim Noah and oh, those man. guys. Like Two he titles. had, he I'm had at the playoffs though. The playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. you yeah. your best your your best player in the playoffs is Jimmy, just because. 
because he is the guy who's going to take that shot for you. Your two stars are still young. They still wilt. And they're still both under under 25. Both those guys are probably yeah. 23, uh, 24. I don't think they're 24 even. No. So your, your two best players are still young that they will probably wilt in the playoffs depending on who they have to play. Um, well, and B doesn't have to play Hartford anymore. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I still think that we'll beat them up. And, you know, weirdly enough, like we can run crazy matchups at that team in the playoffs too. And nurse showed how free flowing he can be like nurse is going to be OG, even more dude, free. OG's this a big year. boy, man. OG could probably guard Al Horford. Okay, wait, oh, sorry. I'll say it. No, um, let's, uh, let's dive into these signings yes. before, before yes, we yes, go, yes. go out back up to the league. So, uh, the sinkhole. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Before before we get lost in the sinkhole, um, so I'm not going to do it in any particular order. And let's not talk. So some so uh, Pat Pat McCaw just got resigned, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. let's do like new players. Yeah, sure. yeah. cool. Um, and the, the Pat McCaw deal is pretty good, by the way. It's uh, eight mil for two years, so yeah. nice and cheap. Yeah. Um, all these deals are pretty cheap. They're like you know Biombo style, make yeah. good deals. But um. Yeah, Derek. Let's start with you on. Yeah. I'll just say I'll say the guys, and you can go wherever cool. you want. So, cool, cool. there's there's the draft pick Thomas, and there's also like Duan Hernandez, which is like if you don't have a strong opinion on either yeah. of those guys, that's okay. So okay, so I but will say I will say cool. okay. So I I I think the Matt Thomas sign is actually a good signing. He, I mean, I, the video clip. I, I, I don't doesn't miss. Yeah, like like I, I don't know enough about his game other than what I've seen on YouTube. Highlights, same. Which is mo- yeah. What most of us have yeah, yeah. seen of him. Um. But I think he is Jody Meeks, basically. He's a right. Jody Meeks replacement. He's not a Danny Green replacement. I don't think he's no. nearly as good defensively, not as tall, not as long. But if you need a guy who's just microwave offense, like instantly come off the bench, give yeah. me like six points, seven points, like in a in a time where we, we're in a rut, that guy will be solid. He kind of, you know, and, and I don't, I mean, this guy's a better player, but Joe Harris Right is is somebody that he reminds me of, and Thomas right? is like he's in the six five six six yeah, range, right? Yeah, and and so is Joe Harris. Joe Harris might be a little bit taller, a little bit bigger, but he was a guy like that, right. just a three point lights specialist, out. lights out. You give him any space, and it is money. And I think that is a good signing, a great value add for a championship team if you're contending. Not that we go for a championship, but you know, mm-hmm. for a playoff team, yeah, yeah, or or for a team that's rebuilding because he'll get valuable minutes either way. Right. Um, not a ton, but he'll get some. Uh, and uh, Hernandez, I don't know. Not because I don't, like, I just watched the summer league. Yeah. Games it's, and, it's, 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 it's tough know, because he, he, he looks very raw. Anybody who's getting picked that far back in the draft, even if he was healthy, even if he wasn't redshirted, still probably wouldn't have gone that much higher yeah. than where he was. You know, maybe he'd be at the top of the second round uh, instead of the bottom. But you know, still, I, I don't, I don't know if he develops into anything that'll give you meaningful minutes. You know, like two minutes a game, three minutes a game in garbage time and NBA games. Sure, I think he needs a lot more time to develop, and I think I'm glad that we have the the, the G League team so that he can, because I think that's where he'll be able to kind of hone yeah. his skills more. So, and yeah. it's it's such a good pipeline. It was so nice to see that picture of uh, Fred and Siakam at summer league. It's like, yes. man, these two guys won, uh, like a G league title together with Nick nurse, by the way, with Nick nurse yeah. an NBA title together. Fred mm-hmm. got, you know, a Hubie Brown vote for finals MVP, which is not nothing. And, and, uh, and Siakam got, um, uh, most improved. So it's yeah. like those, those guys, like what a unit they yeah. have. It's, it's nothing to scoff at. And, and, and the fact that we have 
uh, a team like the 905 that we can have develop these players. Like, they could play two-a-days if they wanted. They could yeah. play in a 905 game and then come downtown and play think, in the I actual game. We've done it with, like, Miller and Boucher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, those guys are going to get valuable reps. And I think especially for, like, Chris Boucher, Jordan Lord, like, those guys, like, they got some solid experience being around this team in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Even if they didn't really see a ton of minutes, like, that is valuable to a young guy that's 21, 22. Like, maybe they're not ready for what they'll be you know, three, four years from now, mm-hmm. but you can't buy that experience. Um, what about, uh, what about Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis Jefferson? So th- this is to me, uh, can't, can I curse in this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is like just throwing shit at a wall and seeing yeah. what sticks. Not to say that they're shit at all. Well, um, Hollis Jefferson's like, all right. I actually and like, Stanley I, I actually like really good, like right? uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I, 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 when he was initially in the draft, I wanted us to draft him. Yeah. Yeah. I because remember. I thought he, could he he was like it's clear that Masai has a type that he wants to lean towards right when when he failed to get Giannis and 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 he couldn't buy into that draft to get Giannis which is what he really wanted mm-hmm. he ended up getting Bruno instead and ever since then all he's tried to do is get long athletic wing yep. defenders who who are big enough to probably be center in a small ball league but are athletic enough to play on the wing handle the ball and shoot and he's gotten a version of that in Pascal. But there were always talks of like a Thaddeus Young. Like, so all these guys, Stanley Johnson, uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, those guys are long, athletic, wing guys who are who play hard on defense. Mm-hmm. The, the, their offensive skills will come. And, and that's the thing with, with all these signings, with the exception of, of Thomas, is that these guys are all defenders. They're all Oh, and we, start, we also signed a guard. Yes. Um, Terrence Davis. Yeah, Terrence Davis. I really like that. And he's kid. got a bit of Fred uh, going he's, on. Yeah, he's got a he's he's very like bet on yourself, Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, because yeah. Because good. Like, like, I saw a, a, a quote the other night on Twitter where someone said he said, um, "Oh, well, you didn't get drafted or whatever the case may be," and they're like, oh, "Are you going to sign like a two way deal?" And he's like, "I'm too good." To sign a two way deal, oh, I love it. and then in his first game drops twenty points and signs a deal with the Raptors. Mm. That's like a cool. legitimate yeah. deal. Like that guy to me, you have to have balls yeah. to, to to say something like that, and you haven't proven anything, and you just went undrafted. I love it, and you have the nerve to say that, but then actually back it up with your play and earn that deal. So you know, credit to him. I, I actually cool. like his attitude, and I think he he might be a, a diamond in the rough down yeah. the, down the road. But I mean, again, we're talking about prospects, guys. Imagine who are, it comes out he's also from like Rockford, yeah, Illinois. Oh my oh, god, shit. that'd be insane. <laughs> that'd be insane. But yeah, I, I, I like I like what we're doing. We're, we're just trying to get younger. We're trying to get athletic defenders because at the end of the day. As cliche as it sounds, def- defense wins championships, right? Mm-hmm. When we we beat we beat Golden State not because of how offensively gifted we were, but totally because agree. of our defense. Totally. Same agree. thing with same thing with Philly. Same thing with like it was defense. So yeah, hundred um, percent. Ian, where where are you at on uh, the Raptors' new acquisitions? It was a very similar thought process uh, to Kevin, but what I was. <laughs> You're like Kevin. I'm, uh, I'm just now. My name, my name is now Kevin. This is like the second time. That's on me. <laughs> Everyone's gonna know me as Kevin now. My name's not Kevin. Listen, it's Kevin it's had Derek. Some, Kevin had some insights there, but what, yeah. honestly, really, please call me Frank for the rest of my life. Frank or Eddie. Vogel. Yeah, I think what, Frankie I Munez. Think if I was to look at at Masai's thinking and I had to look at our picks, what it tells me is that I think he he thinks that what he can get. I think he thinks we can score enough points. I think that he says to himself, oh, my, I might have lost Kawhi Leonard and he, he does, he can score 27 a game, 28 a game, but my offense can 
get it in other ways. Maybe right. he expects Fred Van Vliet to score more points. Maybe he expects. I, th- I think Gasol will score more. Yeah. And so, OG. so I think if you were to look at our offense, he thinks to himself, well, I can score enough points to defeat most of the players or most of the teams in the Eastern Conference. What can I what can I get that will benefit my team? Well, let's let's take a flyer on these two guys who seem to be really good defenders. Hollis Jefferson, who has like what does he got like a seven two wingspan or something like? Again, a flyer on a on a potential lockdown wing defender. You've got Stanley Johnson, who is not going to come in and shoot threes and score points for us, but he but he'll lock up Kawhi in the fourth it, quarter. Well, listen, situationally, if you look at you can sh- you can send him out there for certain assignments in the playoffs for one game for 15 minutes when this guy's hot. Okay, Stanley, go in and shut down uh, Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? Beat the shit out of him. Um, you can do that with him, and he's the type of guy who will love to do that. He would gl- he would gladly do it. This is not him going ah fuck. Okay, well, I got to grind on D. You know mm-hmm. he he. You need guys like that for 20 minutes for one game. And it's a good enough pickup for, 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 and he's a veteran. It's fine. Uh, and then uh, this guy, what's his name from old miss who you just mentioned? Dave Davis is uh, Terrence Davis. Terrence, yeah, yeah, man. That, that is same kind of thing. If he's got that attitude in summer league, he's the type of guy who I would want to have on my basketball team and a Raptors fan. I'm excited to have him. I also like guys who go to college for all four years. It means that they, they really do have something to prove. They're ready for the NBA. They're salivating. They didn't get a chance to get drafted. Most You think guys don't want to get drafted after one year? Of course they do. Sure. And if some guys go back, right? I get it. But in particular, if you're that type of guy, you he's probably been wanting to play in the NBA since he thought he could realistically get there. So for him to actually be on a team now, he's going to come off the bench and he's going to play like a madman. So mm-hmm. if he can, again, this is all about point. Nick Nurse kind of finding places for these guys to play on certain teams. And I think that our identity is one of defense and we won the championship on that. And people forget that because Kawhi is so exciting and he makes crazy plays that we had one of the best defenses in the league. And I think that he as Masai is thinking, okay, well, I lost my, my stud offensive score. Mm, I get points elsewhere and I'll try to Im- get the defensive part of my team even stronger. Right. Yeah. So the whole uh, Kawhi so offense is uh, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to uh, remove when he's, he's got straight th- up not there. Yeah. He's got to think that he can get the points because he's not looking for he didn't look for any scores in what he was looking at. He I mean, he made small signings, of course, but he didn't look at anybody who's going to get buckets for well, you. He brought Bargnani back. Yeah. Andrea's back. He weighs 360 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> <laughs> what a starch in that past. Oh, yeah. um, okay, let's. Uh, is uh, if there's any other Raptors things, hit me with it. If not, I'm let's. Just uh, happy, man. I'm happy you were fortunate to have won. Too. I feel great. I'm feeling great. It's gonna the be fact, a fun season. I'm, I'm and grateful. It's great, that, I'm thankful. great that we beat the Golden State Warriors. Yes. And I also, I last year I said the Lakers didn't have anything to fear, so I was wrong. I've, I still that stings me sometimes. I wake up sweating thinking about it. I, even though I wanted to say that they did because they're in the West, yeah. but I did call the Golden State Warriors not winning the championship. Oh, and and let me nice. let, and let me say you. this sad to that. There is no, I repeat, no asterisk next to our championship. No way. Like oh, there is not. none. Can someone engrave no. that. There is somewhere? none. I haven't heard anybody say that. Really? Maybe well, not here. But in, in, in the U.S., it's like, <laughs> well, oh, they didn't like, win because they're the only ones. Yeah. This. Well, look, I wanted. It's like you, it doesn't you, matter. We're you champions. can only play the team that's in front of you. You cannot fault the Raptors on any of that at all. They just played who who no. they had, and we particularly had a hard and legendary road. Yeah, if you really want to go that far. Yeah, and, and don't tell me that 
we most people picked Milwaukee to beat us. Yep. Well, the other most thing people too had is Philly. Yeah. Clay Tom, they uh they won a championship without Kevin Durant. Yes. So we were we were still playing an NBA caliber NBA championship caliber team. Absolutely. But I love the fact that they didn't have the, the fact that they didn't have home court really really killed them. Yeah. My my it super really call them. that's why I called it on this podcast. You did. Somebody go back and my my super call on on this podcast, which I made many times, because I said it once and just stuck with I it. I love it. Yeah, it was a bit dumb, but I said that the Golden State Warriors would only win two rings with Kevin Durant. Uh, I said that so many oh, yeah. times. Yeah. You were right. Um, yeah. Nice. Now, uh, yeah, people were like, "It's a wrap." It was a bit fluky. I'll say that. Um, a bit fluky that that you know, like Katie didn't stay there, et cetera, et cetera. But whatever, I'm right forever on that. You Cheers. are. Um, I like that. Okay, let's do some NBA. Maddie, you want to give me that NBA sting? Yeah. Oh. Can you hear it? Chicka, chicka, no. Chicka. What's going on? Future generations oh, of Raptor fans will always tell the story of this 2019 team, their first title in franchise history. Okay, I'm digging these new, like, super mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. stings. I'll never pay, play those Kawhi stings again. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for 10 years if the Raptors <laughs> haven't won a championship. Like, we just keep listening yeah. to that. Oh, no, that <laughs> like, when was yeah. that? Like, oh, you know, at a time when you know, <laughs> people were still remember, denying climate remember change. Remember now, be happy. It's a tough league, so just be happy now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, Seriously. Okay, speaking of a tough league, let's go to the, uh, what I think... Uh, is an extremely tough and crowded uh, Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's try let's try doing this question a little bit. Like we'll we'll pick one team at a time. So I'm curious if we can kind of come to some type of consensus on which four Western Conference teams mm-hmm. um, okay. are going to get home court. So let's the go best four teams in the West. Yeah. Well, so let's go. And this is regular season. Sure. So it's about the depth and it's about mm-hmm. kind of like injuries and da 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 da. It's yeah. a very less, difficult question. Less than the playoffs, you know. Yeah, the playoffs will be like whoever your your best, whoever has the best top seven in the Western Conference, that's who's going to win. Exactly. Yes. Um, and the healthiest. Uh, okay, so let's let's start with you. Pick one team, Derek, um, that you're like this team's going to get home court. The Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I think mm-hmm. there, I think, uh, I've, I've said this a couple times on the pod, but I think anyone who is, you know, discounting LeBron James at 34 <laughs> or, or unaware of how good Davis is, is about to experience them. Those two, the best pairing in the NBA right now, in my opinion, they're about to train wreck through not train wreck. Sorry. Well, whatever is something they're going to, they're going to be a, a big tough train. How's that? That uh, punches its way through the league. No, and I think their supporting cast is not as bad as people think. I agree with you. I think that their team is an interesting one. They, if, if LeBron didn't get hurt last year, they probably would have snuck in and made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And yes. they had a, a weird ass team, with a bunch of young guys and a, and a coach who didn't seem like he w- was having any fun and wanted to be there. Whether that's LeBron's fault entirely, a little bit, not and at now, all. Wait, now it's matter. Frank Vogel and Frank, Jason well, Kidd. Now right? they have all the head coaches. Well, this is yeah, the, thing, I know. the thing about Frank Vogel, though, is he's going to run a completely different ship. He was known on Indiana for being pretty, you know, not, a th- not authoritarian in any way, but no nonsense, right? Yeah. So they're, this is Los Angeles and the palm trees, etc. but they're going to be there to, to win, to be professional. So I don't think... They got a lot away with a lot of bullshit last year. Yes. And it seemed like it was a chaotic franchise. And I don't 
think that they enjoyed that having that reputation. Right. They they see themselves as the golden child of the NBA. So to be a laughing stock is something that they're going to want to, uh, you know, right. Peel, get out of there. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be good, man. They're going to be a lot better than they were last year. Danny Green's a good player. You know, they got they can put Boogie and AD on. Even have putting those guys on for twenty five minutes a game at the same time is is threatening. Those mm-hmm. guys are both very good, <laughs> serviceable. Javale, who was getting a ton of minutes last year, so for him not to get nearly as many. Uh, Kuzma shooter, uh, KCP do do whatever they just signed Bradley every Bradley yeah yes. I mean so they're not they they are a much better team on paper than they were last year they might have some chemistry issues initially for sure but uh, in this whole thing about LeBron playing the one for a starting lineup is interesting to me and I like it but I do not see it lasting uh, based on the fact I don't that see LeBron's, it working on D yeah exactly LeBron's well you'd have to have Danny Green if your backward is Green and LeBron then Green's going to be guarding the quicker of the two players, which is even a you know he's yeah. an older and guy too. So it's not it's not going to work defensively, but they have a much they have an interesting team, man. They're well, really going to have to figure it out. And that's what that's what I wanted to say. So I think I think with the Lakers, the 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 dynamic there is they went from like an extremely young team with like a couple veterans to like now a relatively They're like Anthony Davis yeah, is our youngest, a much player. more balanced team. Yeah. yeah, a much more balanced team with more veteran leadership. And to me, it, their coaching dynamic is the, is the biggest thing I'm more interested about. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. How does that work? Because you have three guys who could all be head coaches Wait, in their own the right. So Vogel, you got kid. Vogel kid and Lionel Hollins. Lionel Hollins. Oh, I didn't know Lionel Hollins. Lionel Hollins is, is on that team. So you have Jason Kidd, who wasn't that great of a coach in Brooklyn. He was all right in Milwaukee. Lionel Hollins, who was solid with the Memphis Grizzlies. You I know, thought Lionel Hollins was pretty good. I thought he was a pretty good coach. And then you've got Vogel, who, who did a pretty decent job in Indiana. Those right? three like, might strike a decent balance. They, if they, they might. can, then they'll figure it out. Well, I, I imagine... i to drop the drink again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just imagine, like, I wonder if the Lakers will approach this like NFL teams do with their head coaching. Which is we have one guy who's a defensive specialist, we have another guy who's an offensive mm-hmm. specialist, and then we have one guy who kind of writes the whole ship, mm-hmm. right? And so, if that's the case, you have Jason Kidd, who's a point guard who I'm pretty sure Rajon Rondo respects very highly, right? And is going to be able to kind of see things on offense that the other guys aren't seeing. And with LeBron's mind and Rajon Rondo's passing ability, I think they'll be just fine with him handling offensive situations, right? Lionel Hollins, grind time, like. He's known for that era. Obviously, you don't have a Tony Allen, but you've got an Avery Bradley. And Davis is a really good and defender. And Davis is a really good defender in his own right. They need to establish a second unit. Yeah. A, yeah. a, a dedicated, smart, efficient second unit. If they can do that, then they'll they'll be okay. Yeah. Because their starting lineup is, is good. I would actually like to see Rondo on the bench. I don't, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think he'll start. I, think I, I don't want him to Bradley be a starter. For the yeah. same reason, like, you know, if you maybe, you know, LeBron's like the nominal point guard, but then on defense, Bradley's guarding. Well, and guard. and also, I just think it the the second unit for Boogie would run so much smoother with Rondo. He'll feel much more comfortable, be able to get into a rhythm. He'll be able to be fed properly and initiate himself offensively. Because the thing is, as as you know, low risk assigning as you want to say this is, because he signed for well, like three million or whatever the case may be. I still think Boogie's got some gas in the tank. Maybe he's not. Oh, me too. Like maybe I don't he's, think he's not. Get, yeah, back you know, to what he was. But yeah. He's still going to be 
Like, what is he, 27, 28? Yeah, like, I still think he's going to yeah. be pretty serviceable. Maybe yeah. he's not that great on defense, but it's not like he's going to be guarding Pascal Siakam every night. They might have load management issues because um, those Davis, LeBron, you know. LeBron cousins, needs to Rondo, not get injured. Those guys are not going to. those LeBron will play 82 if he can, but, yeah. like, a lot of those guys aren't going to play 82. No. So the games where those guys aren't playing, if they're injured or whatever, they're going to need to win with not stars in yeah. the West. So that's the one thing that I think that could hurt them is, is minutes is getting their stars on the court for the right amount of time. It could, but I mean, if the game isn't even yeah. close, then it, what, what, who does no, no, it matter? Right. That's like true. we watched the whole season where LeBron literally with Miami just rested most fourth quarters because yeah. he yeah. didn't have to play. It was never even close. So wait, we do all agree on the Lakers. Though, I agree. Right? The Lake will, the Lakers it's will top, be there. They'll be, they might be fourth, but the, yeah, I think they will be but second. I think so. Yeah. I think they'll be second. Yeah, okay, I, I wait. So who's your like this team's getting home court for sure? It's very difficult to say. I don't. I think that people are. I think that people are discounting it. Depending, I wanted. I really do want to say Golden State, but he's not going to be back in time. Clay, uh, no, he oh, won't yeah. be back in time. He'll be back after Christmas, right? Kind of January. They're saying mm-hmm. like February. If, yeah, in if the he, most optimistic sense. If he's playing next yeah. year in October, then they're a no-brainer because their team is still good. They're still very. They still are a very good team. D'Angelo is a weird one for them. But if I say I have to get to it, the Clippers. The Clippers will be a top four team. Yeah. The Clippers will be a top four team. Yeah, I think I think they should be. I, although it's gone a bit underreported that uh, George isn't going to be ready for the start of the season and had two shoulder injuries. Oh, uh, yeah, two. Uh, I thought it was just two, one torn. No, it was actually two. So wow. he had the one uh, shoulder surgery and then he had the second shoulder surgery. On the same shoulder. Kawhi doesn't or? seem that healthy. Uh, Beverly's not that healthy. Yeah. Montrez Harrell's never been a starter. I think they're going to have depth and load management they issues. They will too, but... I think once the playoff starts, it's going to be like, oh shit, is this game over? But I do think... I mean, we'll see. But like, I, I think that their, their um, like complementary talent, or yeah. uh, could, could, like they're like kind of like, uh, you know, role players and that sort of thing, are getting bumped up a bit too high. Yes. Like Lou Williams made some big strides and he made he became a better passer last year. And obviously the Golden State series was amazing, but he's not that different from the Lou Williams of old that can't do anything without the ball. Where did they finish last so, year? Last year they finished in eighth. eighth. And, and, and Gallinari so. was a big part of that. Harris was a big part of that. Yeah. Um, Gallinari so, was hurt though too. He's always hurt though. Yeah. But he had his healthiest year last year. Yes. For yeah. for the Clippers. Yes. So I I think the only reason I'm gonna agree with the Clippers being in there is because I feel like I must have some like blindsided, like I hope they <laughs> don't. Um so I because I do I, I do understand that just the, the defensively they'll be the, insane. Yeah, yeah. Get just, locked in. just Bradley, Lou Williams, Kawhi, George. Montrez Harrell is like well, I mean, pretty like, absurd. Like, let, let's put it it's this way: like, it, it it would not surprise me if both LA teams were like ten and ten to start the season. See, and I think that's yeah. enough to not get home court. It is enough in the to, West. It is enough to not get home court. But I think like you, they're, they're you can't good, hit a yeah. blip. You can't hit a blip. But I think they're good enough to manage it, just because of like the West legitimately has nine or ten teams that could all qualify yeah like, okay are you, are, get are, are you ready for 55, my team 55 plus yeah. teams, right? so we both agree although me a bit begrudgingly on the clippers same now i'm wonder- I, I, I wonder- sorry i will say sorry. this i think this might be a hot take but i think the clippers it. are a little bit overrated me too i think that's I where think, i'm coming from i think like Kawhi, you cannot 
you know, take anything away from Kawhi's talent, totally agree. PG's talent. But we're doing the same thing with the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah. I think we are Beverly and Lou particularly. We're, we're, like, we're, we're boosting as- their ability because of how well that team meshed and played against yes. Golden State in round one. They still lost. Yes. Right? You cannot have Patrick Beverly guarding your best player that won't Patrick happen Beverly can't pass the ball or yeah. dribble he, he, like, can, he can shoot better than can, rondo but he can shoot i take rondo over patrick beverly yeah as um, crazy as that sounds okay so i'm wondering if it's gonna be the first like major disagreement mm. but i think there's just nothing on their team that's not improving since last year i think there's no way the denver nuggets are not top four in the west yeah, I just I, I, I think they're third. A, yeah. Another year of Jokic, another year of Murray. May, I mean, maybe Millsap gets injured or something like that. But they're just stacked. Like I think they're gonna like be first in the West. They're like, very good, I, and I think like they're the perfect example of like I, at the very the the biggest you know burn you could throw their way is they're a regular season team. Well, but Jok- that's the question I'm asking. Like, I'm not talking is, about the playoffs. Jokic is one of these stars like Kawhi, where because he he's he incredible is he doesn't have a He's, it seems like he's a normal enough dude, but he doesn't have a magnanimous personality. He kind of gets um, gets sort of slept on a little bit and kind of gets... I mean, he has amazing games. He plays well. He runs their offense incredibly well. Jamal Murray's just going to... You think Jamal Murray right now somewhere is shooting threes in a gym? Oh, yeah. With you know his what I dad. Mean? Yeah. Wow, doing so Jamal, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. <laughs> sure. will, and he's like, it's somewhere where there's ice. He will get better. Um, he's already very good, but I think he'll come out this year as, as a, an elite shooter. Uh, you you know, he's amazing. And um, I don't know. I, th- I think that, yeah, I'm worried. It's so upsetting with, uh, with Michael Porter though, junior. Is it Michael Porter? Yeah. Michael Porter. Yeah. What happened to him? He, he sprained his knee he or sprained something, his right? knee and, But he'll oh, be okay. Really, he'll be playing this year, but that guy, man, I really hope he doesn't Speaking to Jabari Parker. Right? Yeah. If he, he looks, he looked amazing in his, in, in, in his high school tape, but then his back and his now his knee, like, well, fuck man, see, if he see, can get it together, he's a great he, if, player. Well that, and that's the thing. I think Denver is still an, an incredibly good squad despite not having their top prospect. I know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like that's the scary part. Denver's if, fantastic. If, man. Like they don't even have to rush him. Like they are good no, enough they that they don't need him to come back right away. They don't need to rush totally. his development. But if he gives you anything, if he is even 80% of what you thought he was going to be when you drafted him back issues and all knee sprain and all, I don't know how they yeah. don't finish second or third in the West. Like that, that's yeah. that, that team totally. going forward is going to be incredibly good because they've got a great young core. And if, if Jokic could just get like a little more leaner and athletic, like he's solid, like he's already weirdly really good, even though he's built like a bag of milk. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> like a bag of milk. <laughs> it's that's such a Canadian specific <laughs> joke too. I'm into it. <laughs> um, okay. Wait. Yeah. Just, just cause I feel like we got to mm-hmm. probably uh, pick up the pace and get yes, to yes, the quickish yes. questions. Yes. First, you know, you know, we have some fun breaking news that uh, that Derek just showed me on the phone. But let's just see. We still need one more team. Yeah, right? we got to pick this last team. So yes. it's on you, Derek. Let's see if this is like a total split in opinion. I'm I think curious. this might be a split, but I'm saying the Jazz. Okay, me too. I got the Jazz finishing fourth. I'm yeah. Okay, I, I guess maybe it's not that unclear. Are you I also? I think the Jazz—they're um, just so stacked. Like their team looks really good. There's just no weaknesses anywhere. The way that their starting lineup is set out with the best, arguably the best sort of 
big man in the league, defensive player of the year. And then you've got shooting on the outside with Ingles and uh, is Bogdanovich, right? Yeah. And then you have Mitchell who Connolly takes all the pressure off him. If you look at it and we, if you look at how basketball flows, the game flows, their starting five is very good. They can, they can beat a lot of teams in different ways. They can Gobert can do a good job of not letting other dynamic guards in the West get to the rim. Yep. Lillard, Westbrook, etc. Um, and their division is, you know, not like, I, I don't know. I, I like, I like uh, Utah, but because they were close last year, I, I would probably, I just want to agree based on the fact that I like their team. But if I had to pick another team, I, I would pick uh, Dallas. If Chris wow. stays healthy. Whoa, home court. I, wow. I don't, For me, I don't I'm even like playoffs, hopefully. I don't no. even think they'll make the playoffs. That's oh, I don't no, think that Dallas will. is gonna make the playoffs. You don't think so? I don't think so. Whoa. Really? I don't think Dallas is gonna make the playoffs. Oh, I love this. No, man, they're gonna be good. Dude, if Chris My Stapps sneaky is healthy, team is like he's good, yeah. man. He was a good player but, in New but, York. And Luca, he, no, no, Luca he was. is gonna be good this the, year. The key word is he was, right? And 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 there's still a lot of off court issues that he's dealing with. Uh, yes, as far as sexual true. assault allegation, and yep. you can't you like it's hard to discount. It's, it's the hard to discount the the off court stuff that may impact you on the court, right? Like mm-hmm. not everybody's Kobe Bryant. Not everybody can beat the case on the court. Yeah, no. So you know it, yeah, it, exactly. it 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 hinges a lot on you know where his mental is at, and also where his rehab is at, right? Like we had so many conflicting reports coming out of the Knicks camp about his health. The fact that Fizdale was saying one thing, and then literally an hour later, you see a video that he posts of him running and doing drills. The like, Knicks are a broken they, franchise. No, they are. And Dallas are. is one of the most professional ones out there. Ah, no, no, they're all right. But I, I, I they mean, they did have the scandal with Cuban. Yeah. I, there, there's a lot of issues. Everybody's got scandals, which is not basketball related to per se, but I still right. think it impacts your organization as a whole. However, I think if you're hinging all of Dallas's bets on, Kristaps Porzingis being healthy. We haven't seen him play in over a year and a half. We don't know what he is. We just remember did he what have he used ACL to. or did he have a foot? It was ACL. It was an ACL, which which you can come back from. Lots of guys come back. are better from. than ever. It, it, yeah. It's actually he doesn't uh, need to drive and dunk like he did before. He's got Luca doing that. This is true. He can literally just pick and roll three all day long. Him and Luca. They have Tim Hardaway Jr. They've got. Uh, they've. Got, I also am a big big fan of Carlisle. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he's a so great coach, I. and they've got, great coach. They've got Wright. They've got Justin Jackson. Yeah, like they're not a bad team, man. They got Berea still. Like they're not Powell, bad. and they got yeah, they got Powell. <laughs> and like, they got okay, um, they got Boban too, man. Oh my yeah. god, they're yeah. not a. They, they made some moves. They can have crazy different lineups. They can have like two giant dudes out there with like I don't know. I like Dallas. I don't know. Okay. They're not a bad team, but I, I had some other questions lined yes, up here, yes, but we we, we got to get to quickish okay. questions, okay. and and I feel like. It's just fun to have breaking news. And since we're talking about yes, oh, yes, Nick, yes. I don't even know what the breaking news did, is. Did Derek just showed yes. it to me on his phone. This is a fun one. So this is a, like, this a is report from NBA. Woj. Um, free agent Marcus Morris, who committed initially to a two-year $20 million deal with the Spurs uh, with a player option, is now reconsidering his agreement. He's now considering a free agent deal with the New York Knicks who's going to have additional cap space because they're already reworking a deal that they made initially with Reggie Bullock. Hmm. Oh, so it's like a more money scenario. So no, no, no. So, so maybe Morris is going to get more money because Bullock's taking less or they're restructuring it in some way. But I mean, that's a, a blow to the Spurs. I think huge, like, like they, they've got a good squad. Don't get me wrong, but they're going to be one of those teams. Like I, I, like how I feel with Dallas are going to be fighting for like, 
I think the six, Spurs seven, eight. The, I think the Spurs are in tough to make the playoffs this year. Wow! For and the first time in like two I know, decades, about, I would. I'll never rule them out. I say like Spurs probably like in eighth because you just can't rule out the Spurs. Yeah, I mean for me, I've got like the. I think how I think is going to go in my top eight is is the Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Jazz, Warriors, Rockets. Blazers, and then it's a toss-up between the Spurs, Mavericks, Kings, and and maybe the maybe the Wolves and the Pelicans for that last spot. The Pelicans, I think, will be really fun this year. They're not going to make uh, it the playoffs, though, I don't think. Um, They'll finish like a ninth or tenth, maybe. Matt, you, you you got anything to add with the uh, the powerhouses in the West before we go to oh, quickest geez. questions? Or well, what? just one thing. Like, well, what uh, Lakers and the Clippers in the playoffs? So, what, what does that look like at Staples? Who's who's the home team? There is none. It's great. I, I, I think basically <laughs> it's just going to be Lakers fans. <laughs> it's yeah, be home and homes. I, I think Clippers <laughs> Clippers are are up for like a super like rude awakening that even though they have a good team, it's never going to be their town. I think the most yeah. interesting like, thing is how to, you know, I guess it's the season tickets thing. It'll be if, when it's, when it's Clippers home games, it'll be probably more Clippers fans just because oh, yeah, the season yeah. ticket of course holders will go to those games. I'm, I'm stealing this joke from a buddy, but, uh, like bomber strategy for the for when it's like Clippers home games is he's just gonna buy out the whole stadium uh-huh. and he is gonna like sit in the front row it's gonna be empty. That's fine. <laughs> and Clipper Daryl by himself. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah. It's gonna be him, Billy Crystal. Yep. Um, <laughs> couple other notables. Listen, they're, they're, they got celebrities too. All right, they, not everybody can have Drake. Even as corny as he is, I'll take Crystal. Drake over Billy oh, Crystal Drake, any day. Any day. Billy oh my god. Crystal any day. on the line. Um, <laughs> and and by the way, if you're if you're looking for a funny time, check out Drake uh, talking about his curse and talking about Clay on his uh, Insta okay. stories. It's pretty good. He he keeps saying that basically when he sees Clay, Clay wakeboarding yeah. with his Quicksilver shorts. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna see him. Um, okay, let's do some quickish questions. Matt, yes. do you want to give me that quickish question sting? Quickish question. He always, he's always got to play the Alvin and the Chipmunks paging Bobby Webster. <laughs> it's a pretty weird one, but I think it's going to... Deep, deep cuts. Deep cuts. Deep here. cuts. Yeah. Only deep cuts here. Um, okay, so uh, uh, Derek, this is going to be your first time doing the quickish questions. Yes, yes. It's uh, basically trying to understand whatever stuttery, convoluted question <laughs> I ask. Oh, okay. And answer it as quick as possible. All right, all So right. no commas, no phoning a friend. Sure. Um, here we go. I'm going to start with you. I was about to say, do I get a lifeline? But uh, No lifeline. Okay. It's like the answers can be wrong. You just got to. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> what free agent would you target for the Raptors to fill out the roster? Marcus Morris. Great answer. Ian. Mm-hmm. What would you have given up in order to acquire Paul George? Uh, I don't think I would have given up. I didn't like the picks that they wanted, so I wouldn't have given up anything. I don't think that he... We would have had to sacrifice too much for him to come, and then he would have just left anyway. Roger that. Matt. Yeah. What is Kawhi's basketball slash non-basketball IQ? Like the number? Yeah. (laughs) We're we're looking for a number here, buddy. Okay, well, his non-basketball IQ, I'm going to give him... What was the Forrest Gump level? He's oh really? You think, think he's, he's like no? I think he's no. He's yeah. smart. He's smart. I think he's Mensa on both accounts. That's uh, nice. That's correct. Yeah. Um. Okay. Derek, back to you. 
Which Raptor will be our most improved player next year? OG. Ian. Mm-hmm. What moment from the playoffs has left the most lasting impression? Other than the second turning off the clock where they won, definitely that shot. I was freaking out and screaming and throwing shit around. I couldn't believe it. Yes. Matt. Yes. After a wild offseason, which non-Raptors team are you most excited to see play this year? Um, I would say I'm kind of excited to see the Lakers show. Gotta say. Okay, Lake Show. Lake um, Show. Okay, Derek, uh, this, this is kind of a fun one. So rank by minutes played oh, next God. season. All right. OG, Powell, Fred, Rondé, Serge, Stanley. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I, I feel like I need to see like a, a, a map of these <laughs> names. Okay. Uh, sorry. Okay. I got uh, by minutes played like most. Yes. Like, at the top. Uh, I'm going to say Fred Van Fleet. Serge Ibaka, OG, Norman Powell, Rondé, Stanley. I think you nailed that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Ian, I think this is your last question. Okay. Which team that loaded up this offseason is going to uh, disappoint the most? Strangest thing is that it could actually be the Lakers. I don't think it will be, but of all the drama there and the weirdness that's been going on, it could be them. I don't think it will be, but it could be. Fair. Mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah. Who has the most pressure to step up? Outside of Giannis, what other max player do you see? Oh, sorry, there's two questions. I'll I'll just split up. Um, (laughs) Who has the most pressure to step up for the Raptors? For the Raptors? um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the pressure's on OG, really. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on him right now to be like, oh, but we've got OG. It's like, okay, well. Pressure's on, pal. Okay. Hope you've been studying Kawhi last season like he said he was. Yeah, that's kind of hilarious that he that he said that. Yeah. And I love that Norm was also like, I'm excited to lock Kawhi up. I'm like, yeah. all right, Norm. Yeah. Like, you won't, but that's fun. He'll lock yeah. you up. Yeah, yeah, he'll lock you <laughs> up. But um, Okay, so, so Derek, uh, outside of Giannis, what other max player do you see in the 2021 free agent class fitting in next to Siakam, OG, FVV? Man, that's that's a tough one. Who who are some of the free agents in, in that class? Like, it, there's a lot of old guys that are expiring, like Chris yes, Paul. And, there's a lot of old guys yeah. that are, that are expiring. Um, so wait, the, the 2021 that's two summers, right? Yeah. Um, so I believe uh, Towns, um, if he's like pressuring his way out, uh, could potentially be available. Um, it, it's it's kind of tough because there's a lot of players that are like they have the option team options player options. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Matt. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, I say then, Derek, just take a guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Matt uh, just kind of schooled me. That's uh, on me. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great one because he could for sure do like I'm just gonna do a one and one. I'm unsure about LeBron. Um, cool. I think that takes us to the end of the pod. Sweet. Yeah, harsh, harsh <laughs> cut on the sound harsh there. Cut. Harsh cut. Um, Derek, thanks so much for doing yeah, the pod. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, um, Derek, a.k.a. Kevin. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. How dare, how dare me and then Ian, you know, is in his brain. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm here. So, uh, yeah, is, is there anything coming up you might you might want to plug? Uh, anything at, uh, at CBC or, you know, maybe, maybe it's got to be low-key? Uh, I mean, there, there's a couple of things that, that are in the works at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but I'll just say, you know... Uh, 
Keep keep listening to 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 this podcast, to Confederacy of Dunks. Mm-hmm. Keep oh, listening to uh, oh, to Metro yeah. Morning. Uh, yeah. Keep supporting mm. your public broadcaster. You're darn yes. right. I like Absolutely. that. Hell yeah. Um, Ian, what's up? You got any shows coming up? Uh, I've got you know, shows all the time throughout the city, but if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at shirt underscore Gordon if you feel like it. Yeah. Every time I go to tag you in this podcast, I'm like, what the hell is Ian's thing? <laughs> Sorry. And then I'm like, no, I should know it because this happened about oh, four yeah, times. Oh, yeah. And then so. well, to add to that, yeah, follow me on Twitter as well. At KD, like Kevin Durant or Kraft Dinner, Dion, yeah. not like <laughs> Celine Dion, but D-E-O-N. Uh, find me on Twitter. Hit so yeah, you can you can read his last name, which is uh, phonetic and easy to pronounce. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the K for sure doesn't stand for Kevin. Kevin yeah. so. His name's not Kevin. Yeah. It's um, not Kevin unless I'm home alone. Then it's yeah. all. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Uh, thanks so much for everyone who oh, listens to this podcast uh, in general. Um, yeah, we've been getting a lot of love in the playoffs, and uh, last year was wild, but this year's gonna be wild yeah. too. Just See, like not Kawhi wild, like different type wild. Yeah, man. I, I uh, thought about it through the year about this moment where I have to say that season six of our podcast is officially the Kawhi Leonard season. That's right. Yeah. Six, a time six, capsule. Six, 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 you, can, mm. you can go back and, you know, the, the ups and downs. Of, I mean, the ups and ups. We really And also just just a shout out and a huge congrats to uh, Sean Woodley and Alex Wong. Yes. Um, yes. When, when Sean time. was on the pod, he plugged his book, um, we, 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 we the, the champions chance. and it's a bestseller. It's, yes. a, it's a bestseller yes. in Canada. Yes. So Huge. that is absolutely massive. Cool. So cool. A uh, very, very hardworking guy. And, you know, for anyone who listened to the podcast uh, last week, he obviously super duper knows his shit. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, good vibes all around. Definitely. Uh, Point Siakam is the future. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, doing the pod and thanks for listening to the pod. Hello. Thanks for having thanks. me. See you Cheers, guys. guys. Bye. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. 